Hey y'all, welcome to the podcast, The Not So Empty Nest. I'm Stephanie Rada. I'm your host and I'm so glad you've joined us today. Today we're going to be talking about one of the most powerful things that exist and that is love. Not the love that so many people refer to it as or use it as, but the love of God and the love of God active and alive in our lives. So even if you're beyond Valentine's uh, season, that's okay. Love is good for every day and every person. I don't know what you think about Valentine's Day, if it just makes you all mushy and warm inside or if you go around saying stupid cupid (laughs) it doesn't matter because this show today is going to be about the powerful subject of real love now we're going to start right where we should when discussing love and that's with first corinthians chapter 13 i'm going to read to you what the bible says love is and love isn't. Okay, we're going to start chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, verse 4. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Now, that description of love has very little to do with most of the love that we hear about in this day and time. Let's be honest. We can't always be sure when it comes to human love. It has its ups and downs and moments of hesitation, moments of disappointment, sadly, even moments of outright betrayal. But the love of God, now that is another matter all together. Let's listen to Romans 8, 38 and 39 from the Amplified Version. For I am persuaded beyond doubt, am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Now that is a wonderful guarantee when it comes to God's love. This C.S. Lewis quote is very timely as we are approaching Valentine's Day. I often say love is risky, and I am exactly right. But I wouldn't want to live a day without the risk of love. Would you listen to this, what C.S. Lewis has to say of this quote from his book, The Four Loves? To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything, and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. 
If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries and avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, and irredeemable. And that is what C.S. Lewis had to say about love. Wow. Uh, he is one of my favorite authors and theologians, and I, I really admire the way he looks at things. You see, love is what ex- inspires us to live life differently than we would without it. It inspires us to live with kindness. Love encourages us to continue when the easiest thing to do would be just quit. Love challenges us to forgive when it isn't deserved. Love requires us to embrace hope. Love reveals the truth even when love hurts. Love gives us strength far beyond ourselves. And in the end, my friends, in the end, love always wins. Now, as I thought about love and my life and what I had experienced as far as love goes, I had lots of thoughts that came to mind. February is often called the love month, and I have been blessed to know great love in my life. I was cherished as a child by parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles too. My husband has lavished love upon me during our marriage. My personal faith is a love affair of the soul with the Lord. And But there is another great love story I'd like to share with y'all today in my life and that involves the remarkable love of adoption. My husband and I have adopted seven children. Now, three were infants when they first came to us as foster children. We had the great joy of being able to adopt them after they had been with us a while and after we had already grown to love them. They, being very young, had no real say in the matter, but as they also had grown to love us, it was a welcome and beautiful turn of events for us all. But our other four children are what would be referred to as older children adoptions. The youngest of those came to us at the tender age of three, and the others were certainly old enough to have an opinion about adoption. They joined us as foster children at ages six, seven, and eight, respectively, and each arrived with an adopt with adoption as the plan. Unlike our babies that came to us that we did not know we would get to adopt, these these children came to us with the intention of adoption all along. They were young, but they were old enough to have a voice and to be part of the decision to be a forever family. Now, I'd like for you to visualize something with me for just a little while. I'd like you to stop and think for a moment of 
a young child you know or young children that you know. I want you to think of their emotional tenderness, their tender hearts, their dependence upon the adults in their lives for guidance and self-worth, the way they need affirmation and encouragement on a regular basis. And then I'd like for you to stop and think for just a moment of them being suddenly uprooted, unsure, traumatized, confused, frightened, and suddenly again in the system. It isn't a pleasant situation to imagine, is it? You may have even had chills run up your spine at the very thought of it. There's nothing pleasant about any child being in such a place, in such a circumstance. And yet, you've just imagined the real plight of thousands of children in the foster care system. After being in such a terrible predicament, and in some cases for several years, Think of them then having to answer the question, will you be mine, as adoption has become a possibility. Think of the enormity of it. Think of the trust required, the risk taken, and the courage that would be needed. I hear a lot of people expressing concerns about the risk that accompanies adopting older children, and I'm not going to tell you that it isn't risky. They come with emotional hurts and bad habits sometimes and trust issues and things that we have to undo before we can start doing. (laughs) And that is the truth. But the risk is just as real for the children that are being adopted as it is for the adults who are doing the adopting. There are many factors that can lessen a child's chances to be adopted and one of those out of the foster care system and one of those factors is age. I wish it were not so. Others might be a race, ethnicity, number of uh, siblings, a sibling group, or perhaps any kind of special needs can cause a child not to be considered highly for adoption. It's not right. It's, I wish it were not so, but that is how it is. So perhaps, though, some of you that are listening today, maybe you have at one time considered adoption, but maybe you think it's too late because you feel you're past the baby-raising stage. But perhaps you may have even experienced foster care as a child, or you may have witnessed in another family or an extension of your own, the beauty of adoption and the love that is expressed as a family is forged together in love. Perhaps then it is time to reconsider the value of an older child, including teens who are waiting to be adopted. More than 20,000 children every year in the United States foster care system age out. That means that they've gotten to legal age and they have simply grown up and are now on their own without a family. What a grievous statistic that is. Did you know that there are children with parental rights already terminated still in the foster care system? That makes them in every respect a legal orphan 
And if they age out of the system, they remain legal orphans. Approximately 300 children are in foster care in Alabama with parental rights already terminated. That doesn't mean all foster children because the goal of foster care is to reunite the children with their parents, their birth families. But this is talk referring to children who are, as I referred to them, legal orphans waiting for someone to claim them as their own. If you are very fortunate, as I have been, you may one day have an opportunity to draw a child into your arms who has every right to hesitate, to trust, and ask them, will you be mine? Their answer will change all the lives involved. Now, we chose to adopt all seven of our children, but three of them also chose us because of their age. This is the great love that we will be celebrating this weekend and every weekend of our life. I wanted to close with what I thought was a really great quote uh, from Mother Teresa. Now, there's some that say that perhaps she didn't originally write this, but it is accounted to her by many people. And some people say it was written in the orphanage where she tended to so many children. And some even say it may have been written on the wall of her own room. This is, um, I think, very appropriate for those of us who may have some difficult people in our lives that we are trying to love the way that we think God wants us to love them, and yet maybe that love is not being reciprocated. So here's what this wonderful writing says that is attributed to Mother Teresa. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. And if you are successful, you will have some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best that you have, and it will never be enough but give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. I hope that at some point in this podcast, you have remembered and been reminded that you are not alone in your struggles. 
I hope that you have been able to stop and say at a point, yeah, me too. I want to make sure that we understand that just because we walk in God's love, that that never means allowing people to mistreat us or abuse us or to get away with um, taking or stealing from us. That's not what this is about. This is about loving them, praying for them, and rejoicing for them to know Christ. Now, speaking of knowing Christ, do you? If you don't, there is no better time than this weekend, this this time of celebrating love, this very moment, in fact, to remember John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, and that includes you, my friend, that he gave his only son so that we could have life. Happy Valentine's if you're listening to it near Valentine. And if not, happy love day, weekend, week, month, and year. Because in the end, remember my friend, love always wins.